0: Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi everyone and welcome back to Kitchen Table Conversations. I am your host and my name is Angela and I am just so happy that you've decided to tune in either for the first time or once again as we share these short and shareable podcasts filled with important information and some conversation starters. Because this is the month of September, we're still going to focus on fetal alcohol spectrum disorder because this is the International FASD Awareness Month, and we're just so excited to see so much going on. So my social media feeds are just blowing up with all kinds of really important messaging, really important activities. There's 99 days of FASD awareness that's been put together by our sacred breath, which just is an incredible amount of work and uh, really, really important stuff to help spreading really important and inspirational messages. Um, There's barbecues, there's visits to city halls, there's councils that are you know, proclaiming FASD day for September the 9th in their communities and FASD months in other communities. So this is all really great. I even saw a 5k run um, as an in an effort to raise both awareness and funds um, in the state of Florida. So very excited. But I do have to say that Regardless of the advancements that we're making, um, there's still lots of work to be done. As we've mentioned in other podcasts, the incidences of individuals consuming alcohol during the pregnancies are actually still increasing. So we need to have more of these kitchen table conversations. So again, thanks so much for joining me. Today's episode is called Just Google It. And the reason why we've chosen this title is because I have found myself involved In three separate conversations that involved the need or the perceived need to Google for some important information that I think we probably should already have in our toolboxes. So the first conversation took place in a very informal setting. We were out at a sporting event, and the conversation often, as it does when you're around me, uh, circles around to what I do for a living and how important the work is around raising awareness and prevention and that kind of thing. So we talked about my book and talked about things that, that are going on particularly during this month. And a couple of people that were there work in mental health and, uh, provide crisis services to families in need and there have been a couple of calls recently where fetal alcohol spectrum disorder had been acknowledged as being a presenting issue but the people who were going to this call both acknowledged that they didn't feel confident and competent in in addressing the issue in the way that it needed to be addressed they acknowledged that they really knew very little about FASD in spite of being in the field for over 20 years each of them so this is is not surprising to me because I see this on a regular basis, but I think most people would agree that a mental health provider going to critical and urgent community-based situations where they're called upon to be the expert probably wouldn't question their ability to address the issue if this person, for example, struggled with schizophrenia. Because schizophrenia would be part of the training that these individuals would have received before being called out or being hired for this job in particular. Unfortunately, however, in this particular case, the person that I was talking to said that she literally had to Google FASD on her way to the call and was feeling really badly and really worried about her ability to address this this call in the way that it needed to be addressed. The second conversation that I was involved in recently was yet again in another social uh, situation, really, really informal, just having conversations over dinner with a a number of friends and colleagues, in, in this case in the music business. And uh, one person that I was speaking to indicated to me that he in his history had been a helper and been a foster parent to some degree and was also interested in uh, uh, adopting and when the conversation around adoption and the process began there were also conversations around brief conversations around the possibility of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder being part of the presentation or the history of of some of the individuals that may be in need of a forever home So this individual was working with their local Children's Aid Society and asked and requested specifically for FASD specific training in the event that they were, you know, to adopt or to bring somebody into their home who might be struggling with this complicated condition. And this particular person told me and keep in mind, this is like these conversations are four days apart. And this person told me that he was told that there would be no formal uh, training offered to any prospective parents, but instead they would have to Google it. I'm not kidding. That's what they said. You have to Google this. Of course, this man was dumbfounded that there would not be something offered in order to do something to make sure that families have the best start. Right. And this, these individuals in need of a forever home are going to be put in a place that that uh, people understand them and that they can support them in a good way. So that was really, really devastating. And uh, unfortunately or fortunately, the decision was made not to adopt because they felt that they didn't know enough. They weren't qualified to offer the kinds of supports and uh, care for people with really complicated developmental Needs. So kudos to them to recognize what they were able to do and what they were possibly not able to do. But how unfortunate for our young people to be denied the opportunity to be in the care of people so dedicated and committed to providing the best possible home environment. So this next conversation that I'm going to speak of that involves Googling, it's actually a compilation of a variety of of different circumstances and individuals that I've seen over the years that have complicated mental health presentations and sometimes some very subtle social and learning difficulties um, that are often, you know, really misunderstood. So in in some cases, you know, we're talking about some of the most resilient and hardworking and dedicated individuals I know in terms of their own personal wellness and trying to figure out what can help them to live their best life. So in this particular case where with the conversation evolved to Googling it... It involved people continuing their search towards diagnostic clarity and understanding what's really going on after receiving numerous treatments, numerous mental health uh, diagnoses, including post traumatic stress disorder, for example, uh, ADHD, depression, bipolar and and now recently looking for something even a little bit more complex, like an autism spectrum disorder, to try to help them to understand what's going on. And in some cases, prenatal alcohol exposure has been confirmed as part of the history, but yet there still seems to be a resistance to go down that path. And naturally, going down that path means that you're going to identify that alcohol was um a contributing factor to the ongoing mental health and developmental and learning and social and emotional challenges that exist today. And these are lifelong and not curable. Certainly people do better when they have that diagnostic clarity and they have the proper supports in place and when their circle around them can be uh, more helpful. Um, but there is you know, a stigma attached to fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And we as a community need to continue to to work to reduce that, which is in part the purpose of these shareable podcasts. Again, you know, we're looking for autism spectrum disorder. And when the discussion around the possibility of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder comes up, the conversation evolves to, no, I did actually Google it and I don't meet criteria for FASD. Instead, I think I'm more in line with ASD. And so I took a little bit of time to Google it and to see what I could find when I looked up the differences between autism spectrum disorder and And FASD. And there's a lot of crossover, and a lot of the supports and services can be helpful for both conditions. However, there are some differences. Main differences that I can see from my perspective and my years of of assessment in this field is that typically people with ASD are less interested in social interaction and they really don't need to be involved or as as connected to people. Um, Eye contact and, and conversation and social interactions can be a little bit more uh, reserved and awkward. However, people with FASD are really tend to be people pleasers and really do want to be connected and sometimes socially awkward and have difficulties with, you know, reading body language, etc., cetera, etc., cetera and impulsivity and other things, but they have a desire to be connected. And then the second thing is that typically people with FASD can actually speak better than what they can retain and understand. So their expressive language is really, really good, often gifted writers, but their receptive language is a little bit challenged whereas that's that's often the opposite with people who have autism spectrum disorder. Typically, they can understand way more than they can articulate and verbalize. Of course, there are variances, but these are my observations and how I can kind of determine some of the differences. But when I googled it, I learned that, uh, I learned incorrectly that In order to qualify for an FASD diagnosis, you would have to have facial features, you would have to have low birth weight, and you would probably be smaller in your growth. So those are, those are just simply not true. So we're continuing to share inaccurate information. I mean, it's impossible to keep up with everything that's on the internet, and people do want to gravitate towards the things that they want to read. So in this particular case, it would be really very um, conclusive that, you know, there's no facial features. I was a great big baby. I am a healthy looking young adult. I am not small by any means. So I don't fit the criteria. So that's why we chose to title this conversation, just Google it, because it's pretty unfortunate that that's where we have to get our information. And there's a serious risk of ongoing misinformation being shared, which also pertains to our safe drinking guidelines around alcohol use overall and particularly during during pregnancy and the complicated and very unique nuances of this hidden and often invisible disability called fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. So once again, thanks for tuning in. I encourage you if you like this podcast, if you find this podcast meaningful, please sign up for wherever you receive your, uh, your podcast. And don't be afraid to give us a review and also let us know what topics you would like to be covered. Um, again, these are kitchen table conversation starters. So I hope they're helpful and please share away. Have a wonderful week. Until next time, with many thanks, Angela.